Welcome to today's, tonight's podcast. To start us off on this podcast, before we get into our main topic, we wanted to put us in time and share a little bit of what is going on in our lives at the current moment. So later in the future, we can kind of look back and see kind of what we're doing right now and in what periods of life are we or we're at we're at i'll start uh so let's see it is currently december 7th of 2022 and i am finishing up my last or my first semester of medical school with preparing for my last exam of the semester i recently got my first tattoo of the 11 11 11 11 11 on my right arm um, which I've been waiting to get for a long time, or what feels for a really long time. And so I was really excited about that. And currently, Soraya and Ophelia are in Mexico with the rest of the Warnicks. Like bittersweet, probably, to like have so much so time to yourself to focus, but you also don't have your people. For me, uh, update on where we are and what's happening. I am... We're living in our apartment at 177. Terry, uh, White Plains Road in Terrytown, apartment 46V. Uh, the whole Life Labs fiasco has happened. I am like two weeks into the final layoff after the furlough and rehiring bit. And Megan is wrapping up her last semester, which is going to be great. There's there's lots going on. Jay's in school, pre-K. Gemma is all over the freaking house, uh, <laughs> climbing everything she can climb and like hitting milestones every day cool little thing that happened today we had someone come over to like assess her for early speech intervention Mm -hmm. and she was like testing her motor skills right and she picked up Gemma. she picked up one of these toys that we have and it's essentially a stick it's a paddle and on both ends of the paddle there's a string with a ball attached to both ends of the strings and if you go like this it goes click 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 and Gemma's a year and a half as of like two days ago. She's seen me do this and she picked it up and she was like, look what I can do. And the person who was assessing her was like, well, that's like a pretty advanced motor skill for an 18 month old. And I was like, yeah, my daughter's pretty skilled. That's great. Um, yeah, fun milestones. Future Olympic athlete. Exactly that. She has the energy for it. I'll tell you. Um, but yeah, that's the latest. I can't think of any other major updates. I'm I'm applying places, looking for work elsewhere, all over the world. TBD on that. Tate. Um, currently, my life is doing schoolwork to finish up with final projects and, and finals. And then Rach and I just got back from Scotland a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. That was super cool. If I didn't want to be a psychologist and I didn't have any family in the U.S., I would live in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was super nice. Can you tell us about that? Why is that? Just, it's so beautiful. And it wasn't even as cold as Utah. Very humid, so it felt very refreshing. They close everything at like five. So I, that's like a con also, but it was nice just to be, oh, I... I have to be home right now with family, kind of have that excuse. Other current happenings. One of my projects got submitted to, well, not submitted to a journal, but I guess submitted to a journal to be peer reviewed. And another got reviewed by the professor we're working with. And hopefully that'll be submitted to to a journal to be peer reviewed, peer reviewed within the next three months. So. Sweet. Yeah. That's pretty much it, I think. At this rate, how many uh, publications are you anticipating having your name on by the time you graduate? At least two, possibly three or four. And you're probably like one of two students at BYU who are going to have your names on, your name on a paper that's published like academically somewhere. Like very few people do that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It it does shock me being a TA and I share my experiences and everyone in the class is shocked by how much research experience I have. And I'm, I just say, Oh, I I just started when I was a freshman. 
I always knew what I wanted to do. I enjoy research. Well, cool. Uh, so today we wanted to, the topic of today, what we wanted to talk about was uh, family prayers. Uh, and I've come up with a couple of questions to kind of just start the conversation and hopefully lead us into some interesting places. Uh, but to start, what are your general or specific feelings about family prayers as a whole growing up and in different periods of your life? I know I just stacked like a ton of questions on top of one another, but as a general overview, what are your thoughts and feelings about family prayers? I can go and Tate, you can come up with a more coherent, more coherent thought before I'm finished. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, so there are two things I always remember from prayers. First, I remember getting to a point almost every night where I would say, dad, who do you want to say the prayer? Like, this is the (laughs) moment where we decide to like stop talking and start praying. Um, that always happened, but that was usually after a really awesome conversation about something funny or important or meaningful or, you know, so I feel like it was, I feel like this is something that's kind of comes up in the church in general. And, and that is that there are like boxes you check that serve as touch points that are hopefully meaningful, that systematic connection, uh, every night. I think fostered a lot of psychological safety and relationship building. I think you're right in that it's, it would have been very easy or it could have been very easy to let family prayers be not meaningful and just a rote, like every night thing, we just get together, say a prayer and we're done. But something happened in the way that it gave us an opportunity to talk more as a family about more than just school or, you know, family home being or whatever. It was, we talked about so many different things that I felt like were really, really meaningful to me. For me, family prayer, when I think of family prayer, I think of mom and dad saying, hey, we're going to do family prayer. We're going to do prayers. And then all of us going to the living room or their bedroom and just laying on the couches or their bed and then talking about life and everything that happened that day. And then like remembering all of our, like the fun memories or goofy things that have happened recently. And then Scott, I'm not sure if you started doing this Skylar, but for me, older brothers are older brothers. So I think it was Scott that were just like, okay, like who's going to pray. And then we would pray. And then we would have like, we would hug everyone and everything. And then also I remember Dad came up with the rule with whoever didn't want to say prayers would say prayers. Or, or, or if you complained about being called on, yeah, you would say the prayer again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot. That about sucked. That. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, a time. I remember a time, and maybe this time period felt bigger because I was younger or something, but it felt like it was for several months that dad called on you scott regardless of what happened the day before regardless of what happened like he just did it to like prove a point or something like every single night he said scott will you say the prayer and you would just like yep yeah, uh-huh as if you were like receiving the message or something like i don't know if you hmm. remember this i it don't felt know. like wow dad's calling on scott again and scott's not complaining about it he's not saying a <laughs> word about it He's just kind of stoic and like obviously annoyed, but he's doing it regardless. I wonder if it was dad consciously or unconsciously trying to prepare me for a mission. Like you're going to be praying a lot. You can't mm-hmm. complain, just do it. And I wonder if I consciously or unconsciously, well, definitely not consciously, but if unconsciously we're just like, yeah, I got to do church stuff because I'm going on a mission. I'm not going to think about it, but I don't remember that time of life. I don't remember that happening. It's interesting that you do though. Or was it bothersome to you? Like, I can pray too, Dad. What the heck? No, because it was it was stressful. It, it was almost stressful to me. Like, oh my, is, is Daddy going to call on me again? Or like, when when am I going to have to say the prayer for some reason? It wasn't like a lot of stress or mm-hmm. anything. But I always felt this sense of relief when he called on you. 
And I just felt like at the beginning, I, I felt great. Sounds good. Like whatever. And after a while, I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> like this is happening every single night. Anyways. That's funny. I had a thought because for all of us, oh, actually I have two thoughts for, for all of us. We, we mentioned how, um, family prayers was a lot of that time was spent just talking and spending quality time together, talking about life. Um, but it's interesting because I, I think about family prayers with in-laws or just family prayers with Rachel and I, so like a couple of prayers and it's not like that. And I, I, it made me wonder how much of an effort or, or if mom and dad did anything to start conversations instead of start family prayers. You know what I mean? Like if there was a conscious decision on their part of like, let's, we're going to have family prayers, but we're actually not for half an hour. Yeah. We're just not going to yeah. communicate that to the boys. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Like I love mom and dad and they're both really smart people, but I don't think they did that on purpose. It's just interesting how it developed then. Yeah. I was, I was one thought that came to my mind. Why do you two think it evolved the way that it did? I think we were all very busy throughout the day. Uh, dad was either at work, we were at school, football practice, hanging out with friends, you know, you name it. And family prayers was kind of the first time, usually throughout the day, that we were able to be together, all five of us, plus friends or girlfriends or whatever at the same time. I don't know how this, how it started, but I feel like a part of why it started was it was the first time throughout most days probably that we were all together all five of us yeah i do remember my friends saying i love being at your house for family prayers it's great yeah it's funny there were several times where tegan for example would be like all for it or whatever but then like me and soraya would be downstairs watching a movie and making out and then mom and dad would be all downstairs and be like time for family prayers or like call or text or something and soraya would turn to me and say something like is this going to be fast? Like, this is going to be fast, right? Like, like we, we were notorious for, you know, making it very, very long event. And I think mm-hmm. it got on some people's nerves. Really, yeah. really fun. As a quick side note, I was just going to joke and say, we would make a whole podcast on me finding Skylar and Soraya making out. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Just like walking I, downstairs or on the couch. Yeah. Yep. Or like like when you guys were leaving, like with the yellow slug bug or arriving and stuff. But mainly downstairs. Yeah. That's that is so funny. I, I I don't know. I was gonna say like I wish I had a story, but maybe I don't actually, because you don't have any memories of your older brother ruining that for you. Mm-hmm. Um there was one time where you, Ruben, and probably Nate and or Jacob came in like busting through the front and we door. ran downstairs and ran downstairs and me and Sarah like oh crap what's happening and Ruben came down and was like Skylar I don't like what I'm seeing here or something like that <laughs> yeah I remember that anyways yeah what a buzzkill you're making out with your girlfriend time for family prayers I'm like all right there goes the night we're gonna be up there for 45 <laughs> minutes sometimes yeah but it's also kind of fun to have that family time like there was always a small part of me that enjoyed family pr- prayers, regardless of what I was doing at that time, because I mm-hmm. felt the the opportunity to spend time with family that we didn't get to otherwise. I don't know if you guys felt mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't think I ever personally. I don't think I ever disliked family prayers, but yeah. that but family prayers kind of ended as soon as both of you left. Because mm-hmm. I was in high school and wasn't getting home till midnight sometimes, and mom and dad would just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. When random question, when you two would come in from hanging out with friends, would you like go? Would you go into their room and be like, "Hey, I'm home," and they'd ask, "How'd the night go?" And you'd kind of give them the down low, give them a quick little like summary. Sometimes, I, sometimes yeah. I'd do that. Sometimes I'd text them. <laughs> yeah. Or often I'd go in there and be like, this is what happened tonight. It was awesome. Don't get mad at me. Someone may call you. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. I I think I was always too scared to say my fill in the blank. Someone may call you. Don't get mad at me. Whatever that was. Yeah. Well, one more thought I'm having on family prayers before we move on to the next question and or idea is I do remember you, Skylar, sometimes saying, okay, dad, who do you want to say prayers? We got to wrap this up. And the reason I remember it occasionally happening is because I was enjoying the conversation that we were having. And then you'd say, and I'd be like, "Ah, but this was so great. Dang it. We're saying prayers. Oh, I wanted to hear more about X, Y, Z. And I think it only happened like two or three times. But Soraya was probably present for those two or three times. I'm realizing. Yeah. It's also funny that somehow the prayer, the amen, the kisses, the hugs ended that. That was mm-hmm. that was the last scene. That was the thing that stopped that interaction. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the details, but what you said, Scott, reminded me. I think there were multiple times, probably in family prayers, when Skylar did something, for example, like that, I like, okay, dad, who's going to say prayers? And I would get frustrated because I'd be like, Sky, you're only doing this because you want to be like Scott. <laughs> that is funny. Who knows that was true, but I remember thinking that. That's funny. That is too funny. That'd be an interesting thing to think about and look back on. Like, after Scott, after you left on your mission, did I somehow feel the need to become some sort of like oldest brother in the house or eldest mm-hmm. child or something like that? That'd be interesting to think about. I'm sure someone at BYU would be interested in doing that research. Hey, when like the oldest sibling leaves, how does the next sibling create a hybrid of themselves and the older sibling or something like this? Um, Earlier tonight, Scott, you said uh, something along the lines of family prayers or having that family time created a sense of psychological safety in one way or or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can expound on that. Feel free. Or a broader question. How do you think family prayers or what do you think family prayers did for us as a family, you individually throughout, you know, elementary, middle, high school and after, what do you think it like the pros and cons of family prayers and how it affected you? Yeah. So I'll kind of answer both of them together. <laughs> the The premise around psychological safety, right. Is if I feel psychologically safe, that means that I am not, worried about the consequences of something I'm going to say or do in a group because I'm, I just feel safe. Uh, there's also really interesting research. So I apply a lot of what I read in the stuff I research organizational psychology. And I sometimes just pick it up and like put it on top of a family dynamic where like a manager, or a leader is a mother or a father or a parent, right? Uh, some research from a guy named Marcus Buckingham suggests that direct reports, they don't need feedback from their managers. They really only need attention. That attention, best case scenario is positive, is good. Uh, Occasionally it will be negative if someone's giving them like a negative reaction or negative feedback in some way, shape or form. But I think mom and dad were great managers or great leaders, if we're using this uh, metaphor, because Family prayers was a time where each of us got attention. You know, it wasn't necessarily like a one-on-one you have in a work setting because it was a group setting, but it was kind of like a stand-up meeting that was a lot more personal. And they would ask us about us and what was going on. And we got to talk about ourselves and having that devoted attention from a parent on a daily basis, I think is really special. I don't know how many people are that fortunate. Um, The impact it had on me, I think, is that I... So so there's there's this other theory from this guy named Morton Deutsch, who's a conflict resolution expert. He died a few years back, but he has this thing called Deutsch's crude law. And it essentially is that behavior begets behavior is the idea. So if I treat Jade with love... This theory suggests I'm going to continue to treat her with love. Like that pattern will not change, right? So with family prayers, we have that personal connection time where I share something about myself 
and this law, according to it, I will continue to do that with my parents, right? So I think it was a really great vehicle to just like make that snowball and push it down the hill. And that snowball was, was huge still, and it's still growing. Cause I feel like I can go to mom and dad and talk to them about pretty much anything. There's been a couple of times in my life where I wasn't sure if I could, or if I wanted to, um, a couple of times I tried it out. I was vulnerable, kind of risked it quote, like doing air quotes right here. And every time I've done it, it's turned out to be a good thing because mom and dad care more about me as a human than they do about me as a fill in the blank, whatever I could be. You know what I mean? That's really interesting. I appreciate that. Initial thoughts, Todd? I think I really liked family prayers, like I said earlier, because it would allow me to spend time with you guys and mom and dad and, and, and remember funny memories we had and stuff. And, and I also liked it because we were, we made new memories through like playing with the cats during family prayer. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just a time to, to, I guess, I guess feel more connected with all of you. I just want to piggyback on something you said, Tate, because research also shows that anything you can do to increase a level of certainty in someone's life will increase that person's engagement in a work setting. If we're thinking about a family, engagement might also be relevant uh, when it comes to like participating in a family conversation, helping around the house, things like this. Uh, I think having a ritual or a routine like family prayers does that. Like what you said, Tate, you could count on connecting with the family on a nightly basis. I think that did a lot of good things for our brains. For sure. Um, Tate, uh, so Scott said that family prayers gave an opportunity to give us attention from mom and dad, kind of the leaders of the family in that way, um, and us as sort of... uh, employees i guess i don't know um the 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 ones being led of right do you and, and i think i'm asking this because i'm curious but i also think that sometimes i'm i can be an attention hog and i don't know it all the time but Tate, do you feel like during family prayers you got that attention or did you were you seeking that attention did you want it? Did you get it? And if not, or if you did, maybe expand on it a little bit. Or maybe has it even crossed your mind? Um, I've, def- I've definitely not analyzed family prayers this much, but, but I do have an answer. Um, I think at family prayers, I received validation or attention from dad because I, I would just be my goofy self and dad and I would joke. We had like, a, oh yeah, we had a special handshake. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was his handshake that he had with his, his one of his companions. And then I modified it a ton. So it would be ours. Anyway. I did not know that. Can yeah. you show totally us like how it looked? Show us how it looked. We need to bring this back. <laughs> I don't remember. I could probably do it. It was you, you hit hands and then you go like that. And then I think you cross pinkies or something. Pinky thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What was that? We need, we need to figure that out. Cause I, I totally remember you and dad having this handshake. Yeah. I don't know if it became a family handshake or something, but I specifically remember you and dad kind of having this thing. We should yeah. figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was fun. So yeah, I felt validated and seen by dad. And I, I felt like I connected with him more during family prayers with you guys. I don't think I felt as seen, but I deal, did feel more connected with you because we would all, all joke around together or, or there were multiple times where we would, where we would tease mom, like saying, Wapa or stuff like that. <laughs> or mom. I felt connected more to you guys. And I think because mom was kind of the brunt of our teasing, I might have not as felt as connected to her. And and in part because because mom would feel like we were kind of attacking her. Mm-hmm. And that whereas like if she teased back, I might have felt more connected, you know. Mm-hmm. 
but I think those were how all my relationships were during family prayers. Yeah. I would love to hear mom and dad's download on family prayers like this to hear mm -hmm. how both of them experienced it. Skylar, I don't think we've heard. I want, I'd love to hear your reflection mm -hmm. on this. Cause I don't think we've heard from you yet. Yeah. Um, I, I look back really positively on family prayer prayers as a whole. Um, and I think for a lot of the reasons that you both have already said, it gave us space for us to bond as a family. We all got some form of attention. We, we didn't grow up with like the most extravagant family trips or uh, experiences to go to museums or like there, the, we didn't grow up with like the most extravagant experiences, but family prayers was such a simple and consistent time to be with each other that looking back and thinking about it more and more, the more and more I realized how much I cherished that time together, you know, because like we said, but it was, it was usually the only time throughout the day that we were able to be together, maybe dinner, but like, even then that didn't usually happen on a weekday very consistently either. I don't know if there was a, a specific question that you wanted me to answer, Scott, but those are just kind of my general thoughts. Yeah, is it? I wanted to hear your general thoughts. Mm -hmm. It was so consistent. Yeah, I don't I know think... if there's anything that's as consistent as that in our in like my childhood growing up. Apart from sleeping and eating too much Costco yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, Aside from the essentials. Yeah. Well, I when I was thinking about this and kind of preparing of some questions and some ideas i remembered this consistency aspect and how dad used to travel all the time and every single night he would call in and on speakerphone we'd do family prayers regardless of who his roommate was with that night or whatever but he would join in on the phone and looking back on that like the the existence of family prayers is rare the existence of that much family time spent just talking as a family and developing that relationship, rare. And I mean, we could take that several steps, but then for dad to take the time out of his evening to get on the phone with us, be on speaker for all of our shenanigans, all of our funny jokes or whatever, while he's probably really exhausted from a trade show and, and traveling all the time anyways, to be on speaker and do praise with us that mm -hmm. i i don't think i realized that at the time but that's like that must have been difficult and annoying maybe sometimes but for one reason or another dad and mom felt like it was really important and i don't know if they were consciously doing it but it was i think it's pretty incredible what what happened you know yeah, yeah. Well, and then thinking about mom as well, like she was home alone with three teenage boys slash rambunctious boys, depending on how old we were. And she herded the cats, got us in the same room and <laughs> called dad and it, it worked out. Uh, and like, I, I don't know. And comparing is usually not a good thing. So we don't need to compare, but uh, not even, but we don't need to compare. And like, running a home uh like taking care of kiddos like like i'm not working right now and i'm just i only have gemma during the day for most of the day but like honestly doing life labs work was so much easier than being a parent full-time i got to go into the city i got to meet a, i was working with adults who i could have conversations with with gemma it's like gemma what do you want for lunch ah Right. I, I don't, it's just harder to, to, I think, be a parent full-time than it is to be a professional full-time. Um, and maybe, maybe harder is the wrong word, but it's a different type of hard. And I am more used to the professional type of hard than I am the parent full-time type of hard. So it's both are tricky and props to both of them for making prayers happen, regardless of what they were doing. Yeah. It must've been really easy on both ends to just kind of call it quits at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, Throwing the just, towel. 
just make yourself whatever late night snack you want. Make your PB&J, bowl of cereal, whatever. I'm going to bed. <laughs> see you in the Good morning. <laughs> yeah, see you in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's really admirable. I have two quick thoughts to add. One, just... One, I, one is just a joke because dad might be thinking this when he listens. Um, when you said Sky, I can't imagine how hard it'd be to, after all the conferences, call in and still have family prayers. And then I thought, especially after you pass a kidney stone. <laughs> anyway, the second thing, I don't, I don't know if I created this own belief in my head or if mom slash dad told me. So I we could ask them or we could just leave it be. But from what I remember, dad or slash and mom were promised that their family would be super strong. I don't know. They were promised an array of blessings if they were consistent with family prayer, which to me would make sense, which would make sense why I might have just created this belief in my head. But it's also a possibility. I don't know. But either way, it did. So, well, if if they were promised the blessing, then it's not it's not impressive that they made it happen. I mean, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> that's cool. Do you, do you think that's in one of their patriarchal blessings or something, or during their sealing or something? Okay, hmm. not sure. That does sound vaguely familiar. So that, that yeah, might be interesting to ask them. Um, I know growing up. Uh, and somebody says, you know, brings up like random example, like BB gun. I have a very specific memory of like me and a BB gun or something with family prayers. Is there, I mean, we mentioned a couple of things already, the handshake, the annoyingly, but beautiful long conversations, recounting all of our days and getting attention and, and uh, you know, bothering the cats and stuff. Is there any one or two very specific memories of like one night that were particularly memorable for you that can be as silly or meaningful as you want it? One comes to mind because I have this interaction with Jade now. Uh, I, both of you might remember this because I think dad handled this the same way. I, I don't remember. I'd love to, I'm going to try and remember how mom handled this, but there was one prayers one night we were in mom and dad's room at 305 on 4750. And I hit you, Skylar. I don't remember why, but I hit you in the arm or something and you started crying or you were teary and upset. And mom and dad were like, what happened? And dad turned to me, Scott, what did you do? I did nothing. Just like a dumb teenager. <laughs> and should I do nothing to you? No. What do you mean? Like, what does that even mean? And eventually I said, I barely touched him. And dad looked at me and said, do you want me to barely touch you? Because my barely probably feels different than your barely. And I was like, touche. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that anymore. And I feel like after that, I didn't physically harm my brothers anymore. Because really, I genuinely wasn't trying to like harm you. I was kind of just existing with you, kind of you do with your buddy, like you kind of punch him or push him like, ha ha ha. But I was four and a half years older than you. So that was one family prayers I remember because it changed my behavior. So that's all kind of interesting. I'll think of another example while you two share other specific prayers. Cool. Todd, anything come to mind? There's not, there's not a specific family prayer that I remember. I just remember family, like, I remember nights that might have been right before family prayer, right after family prayer, and just specific random things. Like, I remember one where I was being teased or something, or or people were like, oh, like, why aren't you doing this? And I just started bawling. I don't remember why. I think that happened to all of us a few times. And then um, there was another night that I remember and on 30, in 3612 Foothill, I think it was orange, it was by the, the bedroom door. And I remember somebody scared orange so bad that he jumped up to the height of the doorknob. 
but those are my my basic memory like <laughs> uh what are they called episodic memories there you go i think i remember the orange scare probably happened more than once but i remember the one there's there were like one or two that were impressive yeah so funny or the or when we would put the classic sock over their head. Oh yeah. Or, or like you know, and they'd like back up and fall off the off the bed or whatever. Totally forgot those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I remember one time, um, we were downstairs in the thirty six twelve house on Foothill, and for some reason there was talk about or we had easily access to home videos or something dad was going through them or there was some cd lying around or something and in my mind it was one of the longest family prayers that we had ever had at that point and i just remember thinking something along the lines of like wow this is so cool like this is so awesome like we spent so much time together like we were laughing, we were watching home videos. I think it was the same night where we watched that one video of Scott video recording at, on like some balcony. <laughs> and he just aims the camera down at Tate, who's on the ground floor. And Tate's looking at him smiling. And then something happens. No, we don't know what. But Tate's, <laughs> Tate's face goes from smiling happy kid to angry immediately <laughs> and we have no idea what happened i remember that <laughs> like scott must have made like a funny face or something it was i, I think it was a, that night or a similar night where we just watched family videos galore and i just remember thinking like wow this is so cool and so fun i never i never thought i could have this much fun and feel so good around like like being with my family for so long and be having the time of my life Mm-hmm. it's pretty cool pretty special mm-hmm. and that happened regularly like relatively organically it seems like you know mm-hmm. I, I or actually tate what were you gonna say this isn't as serious but i i remembered that we did have family prayers a few times downstairs you know, on foothill um and it might have been during family prayers that we found a raccoon in the chimney and their babies Mm. I remember that, but yeah, I, Skyler might have been. Were you on your mission for that, Sky? I might have been on a mission. I don't remember that as vividly as I think I would have. Yeah, yeah we, we did a classic: tape an iPhone around a golf club, <laughs> stick it up the flue, um, and there were raccoons and babies in there. It's kind of cool. Happened with a bird too, and then the squirrel fiasco. Do you remember the squirrel fiasco? Were both of you there for that one? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There were, how many, were there three squirrels in total? There were three um, in that little corner, and then there was like two more that we found in different walls. Yeah, there was one in my room um, that we found. But then after a while, we just like stopped caring because we would like hear them <laughs> go in, in and out of the walls and everything, and being like scurrying up and down and everything. And it just became normal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my... there's, there's a squirrel. They'll figure out how to get out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, to kind of uh, start leaning toward the latter part of this podcast episode. Um, do either of you have any plans or current practices of doing something like this, whether it's uh, organized family prayer or whether it's a um anything else with your future families or families currently i my goals would be to have family prayer um and whether it's during family prayer or just some other times during the week or or throughout the day to have solid family time and and i like what one of us said that it was very predictable, very consistent. And I, I think, yeah, and I think it, it would just take lots of commitment and discipline to actually stick with something when you go out of town or, or stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I want to implement something so long as it 
creates family time. Those are my thoughts right now. Yeah, for us, I so what we do is we the routine at bedtime is always the same. Like we do bath, jammy it up, brush teeth, everything, like the whole like get ready for bed routine, and then we'll read two books. Um, couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Megan and I we were a little frustrated with how long the routine was beginning to take because Jade was just, I mean, she's a four-year-old and she just likes to stretch things out and have fun. So we tried a different routine one night where we said, hey, if we're not done by this point, we're not reading books and you're just going to lay in bed and you're going to sleep. We did that. And that night she had a night terror. And like, and I'll, let me de-blur that so it's not as scary as it sounds. She woke up and she was crying and it was weird because we were like, Jade, what's going on? Are you okay? And she wasn't responding. So I picked her up and I carried her into the bathroom where the lights were on and I was trying to get her to wake up because she didn't seem like she was awake. And then she had an accident in my arms, which has never happened before. We cleaned her up in the tub, got jammies on her, cleaned up everything, put her back in bed. She was fine. She woke up the next morning and didn't remember any of it. Wow. Wacky, right? I did some Googling. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, if there's a disruptive change to routines, like bedtime routines, this happens occasionally. Uh, It's definitely correlational, right? It doesn't happen with every kid, but it happened with Jade. So we've just gone back to the routine and we've tried to just make it more playful so that we can get the job done rather than strict an order and timeline, right? Um, I think that what's important about those types of habits and routines is that we a like also build in time to debrief the day. Like when we're tucking her in and singing her songs or whatever, we'll ask her, "Hey, how's your day? What's on your mind? What, what else do you want to talk about before you fall asleep?" Um, and the other thing I think is really important is that it is mutually beneficial to everyone involved i guess not even that but like it's already happening right i don't need to go out of my way to build something else we already have this routine and i can put something on top of that routine or i can mix something into that routine rather than trying to reinvent a new wheel or a different habit so i imagine that'll evolve over time where maybe after we're done reading books We'll take some family time to just talk about stuff, especially as Gemma gets older, because she can usually only get through one book, if that. But that's when we do it right now, and we like it. Megan and I, we're, we do it when we're, when we're going to bed, like brushing teeth, things like that. We'll just brain dump and talk about the day. And that's really nice. I think it's that touch point is just really beneficial. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in the word you used, Scott, was debriefing. Just talking about things that you might not have in a regular conversation throughout the day in between homework and work and bathroom or whatever, you know. Um, Me and Sarah don't have a very particular routine that we do right now, except for the obvious Ophelia stuff. And we have our whole bedtime routine with her lotion and everything. Um, and then after that, I just kind of, that's when we usually eat dinner and hang out. But then we get into bed and usually there's this type of debriefing that we we call our pillow talk, which is what it is. Um, and some of the, I, I wouldn't say some of the most meaningful conversations that we've had have happened in pillow talk, certainly meaningful conversations. But several times I've felt like, wow, this is just like a really special moment or like this is like a really special time. And I wish our our catchphrase in Pillow Talk is I wish we could pause time right now. You know, I wish we didn't have to go to bed, you know. And I think what I'm gleaning, at least from this conversation about family prayers and routines and stuff like that, I think is the importance of setting aside time. That's just time to talk probably about the day about what we've been thinking about and an opportunity to debrief you know 
whatever that whatever that looks like because i don't think the actual prayer of family prayers is what did it for us right you know the the prayer was the the foundation that got us all together in one room but it wasn't the actual prayer that did that for us it, it definitely could have, I'm, I'm sure helped but it's the i think it's the debriefing and the communication and the bonding that was particularly special yeah, I agree. I, I don't remember any of the prayers that were ever said my entire life. Right. <laughs> but I remember how I felt during that 30, 60, 90, sometimes like 120 minute span of time just with the family debriefing, like he said. Mm-hmm. I do remember one prayer that I said when I was like seven years old. Wow. <laughs> Tell us about that prayer. And I started the prayer with, oh, God, the eternal father. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Because I was like, well, they say it in church all the time when they're handing out the bread and water. So, like, can't I start my prayer like that, too? And Mm -hmm. so I tried it. And then I said, amen. And there was kind of like an awkward silence. And I was like, that felt weird. I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) That is too good. Anyways. But yeah, totally. I imagine all of us had the experience at one point or another where we thought we were just like the funniest person in the world to say, dear heavenly father, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. (laughs) And just wait to see what the family would do. I know I did. And I remember mom looked at me and she's like, that was funny. Now say a prayer. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't funny. Okay. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I, two last little memories. Um, I remember sometimes when dad had designated someone to say the prayer, but we were still talking, the prayer person would just start saying, Dear Heavenly Father, and I'll also go, totally start the prayer. The other, the other memory I had, I think Skylar was praying. Um, it was in 305, though, in one of our bedrooms. And Right after the prayer, apparently, as people told me, I started talking like like as Skylar was saying amen. And and I, I don't know if it was you, Scott, or mom and dad. They were like, did you even listen to the prayer? I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember there were like, lots. Go, go, go. I, I just remember several times of just tuning out and waiting until someone said Jesus Christ. And I just say amen after that. <laughs> but then there were times where, you know, oh, we're thank you so we're we're thankful so much for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And and then I would say amen and be like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not done yet. Yeah. I remember there was a phase where during the prayer, me and one of you two, we would be doing something or we'd be playing with a cat or something, not listening to the prayer, like mid-prayer, kicking each other or teasing a cat. The prayer would end and dad would turn to me and say, what, what did mom say in the prayer? Or what did, what did Tate say in the prayer? And I'd say, uh, and I'd make something up (laughs) and he'd say, (laughs) you weren't listening. What are you thinking? I'd say, sorry, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, And eventually I stopped doing that for whatever reason. Another thing that came to mind actually, as you were talking, Skylar, talking about pillow talk. Uh, First question, do you ever fall asleep during pillow talk? Um, I don't think I've really ever fallen asleep during pillow talk. I have fallen asleep mid sentence with Megan. (laughs) If I'm horizontal, it's just no good. It doesn't work. So I need to be standing up or sitting up or something. So our pillow talk is until we lay down. Once we lay down, it's kind of like, love you, kiss you, good night. Um, along the same lines, when it comes to prayers, like growing up, I would love to know who both of you think most often fell asleep during our conversation time and before prayers. I have my vote who I think fell asleep most often. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> do, you, do you two not remember anyone falling asleep before prayers being said? Like maybe mom. But yeah, I don't remember any of us falling asleep. 
I, I want to say me or Tate because I feel like we're the ones that always get caught sleeping on the couch or something. But yeah, I, I would, I would, <laughs> I was going to say you, Skylar. I feel like really? there were a couple of times when you fell asleep. There are enough times for me to think like, oh yeah, Skylar would sometimes fall asleep and I'd usually find a grocery bag and like stick some plastic up your nose or something like a bad <laughs> yeah. big brother. Classic. That's yeah. hilarious. I do, I do remember a, a couple of times waking up and being like, oh, are we, are we done? <laughs> are we done here? <laughs> did, did we already say amen <laughs> or something? Yeah. That's funny that that stuck out to you so much. Cool. Well, I don't know how much longer we, this has basically been an hour since we started recording, but. Yeah. If we want to wrap it up with like a life lesson from mom and dad. Yeah. Maybe the, sure. the moral of the podcast. I would say to, I guess, life lesson that I learned from mom and dad with regard to family prayer, be committed in um, creating quality family time. I would add to that um, consistent family time is more important than, I, I guess, the quantity of time, maybe. I don't know. I, I think consistency of high quality family time or just not so high quality time, I guess. There were plenty of times where we got together for, for prayers and there wasn't anything like amazing about the experience. It was just kind of neutral. But mm -hmm. I think the consistency was really important and it sent a really important message of love and support and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would add my sentence would be habitualize family connection time in whatever way that might look like. That's really what it was. We had a habit of saying prayers every night and that night connected us or that, that habit connected us. Sometimes some nights were deeper than others or more meaningful than others, but it, it, it was habitualized for sure well cool i think that wraps it wraps it up love you mom and dad and we're so excited for you to listen to this someday love you mom and dad love you ciao Nos vemos. adios moin choice choose oh sorry <laughs> choice